Hello, happy Wednesday to all of my fellow Mighty Hosts out there. Uh, my name is Audra Lindsay. I am super excited to be hosting a live interview today with two of our hosts who recently launched a new Mighty Network and they've seen a lot of success already with getting people to join and contribute and start to do some really, really cool stuff. So I'm excited today to introduce Lori McConnell and Lindsay Marie Stewart from The Call Pacific Wild. And they're gonna do some quick intros right now and just tell you a little bit more about their roles at Pacific Wild and what they're doing with Mighty. Okay, so um, my name's Lori McConnell and I am, I got to pick my own title. So I pick Systems Wrangler and I do community development inside Pacific Wild. So some of the one-to-one -one with supporters. Um, I found Mighty Networks because I was looking for a platform that was robust enough to offer the set of tools that Lindsay would need to run the, the network. And a big part of our maturity is to find ways to learn more about our supporters. So it's not one way, us just telling everyone what we're doing. And I found some, I've worked with lots of networks over the years, but I liked Mighty because it's very well designed, which is very important to me. And it's affordable for an organization like ours. Um, you know, a lot of similar networks are thousands and thousands of dollars. So it was a really good price point, a little bit shocking actually, <laughs> how affordable it is. So I highly recommend people get an actual paid account. Oh, awesome. And I forgot to mention, these folks are on our mighty business plan, um, which gives you pretty much all of the features, right? You've got integration, Zap that you can run with Zapier. Um, you get analytics and a full suite of stuff. We'll talk a little bit more later around how Lori is using some of those features to do some cool stuff to connect the tools in their nonprofit. Um, Lindsay, want to introduce yourself? Yeah, and thank you for having us. Um, Lori, I just saw that you're wrapping the Pacific Wild banner behind you, so I like that. <laughs> um, my name is Lindsay Marie Stewart, and I'm the creative director at Pacific Wild. And I've been with Pacific Wild for three years now, and I started as the director of communications and moved to creative director last year, um, almost exactly a year ago. So it's almost my anniversary in this position, um, which is also when the idea for the call CBC Wolves um, came to fruition, and it, I guess it, it ignited at that time. Um, and Pacific Wild as an organization has been running for about a decade. And our co-founders, Ian and Karen McAllister, um, have been working in conservation in the Great Barrier Forest for all, over two decades now. Um, and the work that we do is varied um, for our campaign work. We work with um, Save Pacific Salmon. We work with um, Save Pacific Herring. Our Save BC Wolves campaign, we also saw a wonderful um, achievement of stop grizzly bear trophy hunting as well. And most of our work is in the Great Bear Rainforest. Um, and then this campaign that we're specifically going to talk about today is called Save BC Wolves. Um, and it's based both on the coast as well as on the interior of BC for multiple different reasons. Um, and we'll get into that. Awesome. And we're really excited to have you on because you are, you know, you represent a lot of our ideal customers and who we serve at Mighty Networks, but you're specific that you're a nonprofit, right? So we have a lot of folks who are creators or individuals that are running their own businesses, but you're doing something within an organization and you found a way to kind of bring community together to take action 
and really help you take these campaigns to the next level. So I'm really excited about that personally. I actually come from a background in nonprofits and uh, work related to that. So let's dive in. Um, I wanted to mention if you're here in the chat, say hi, as I said, you know, tell us where you're tuning in from today. And also if you have specific questions for this team, please add them in that ask a question button along the bottom, because I'm gonna be taking a look at that and collecting our questions um, for the end of our interview today. But first I wanted to dive in, uh, I think with Lindsay, and then we'll come back to you, Laurie. Does that sound good? Sounds good. And we'll talk a little bit more about, a little bit more about the organization and launching this mighty network. All right, so I'm gonna take, Lori, I'm gonna move you down here so we could just be the two of us for a little bit, but you can dive in uh, when you're ready. And so, Lindsay, tell me more about launching this Mighty Network. So you're, when you came on with the team, you were like, we need to launch a campaign for this specific thing. We really need to bring people together. We're gonna to do that. And what was kind of the process of going from the very beginning of that idea of, hey, we need to bring people together and really activate them in one space to, getting launched. <laughs> so the idea first came up uh, at one of our strategic retreats last year in that one of our largest following is our wolf supporters. Um, and so we wanted to give something back to our supporters as well as create a hub so people could connect with one another. Um, but we didn't want it to be a paid um, situation. And so it was kind of a different way that we went about this because what we did is we did a lot of research into um, monthly donor hubs because we wanted to create something like that. We wanted to give people perks. Um, we wanted to give them kind of behind the scenes access, um, give them a lot of different tools and materials to kind of be activists on their own or take to their own communities um, or support these kind of initiatives um, in their own backyard, basically. And so we wanted to do that, but in a very free platform, um, not have it so that it was only accessible to people who could afford to pay. Um, and what did that look like, basically? So uh, last spring, we were lucky to receive a grant with Substrate Studios who are based out of Squamish um, in BC. And they were the ones who really helped us kind of launch this project into um, an, more of a, from an idea into a piece that we could use. So that started with branding. So what is our audience? What are we looking at? Um, and we did a lot of surveys. So we called them our wolf influencer surveys. And that was anyone from wolf biologists in the field ecologists, uh, photographers, conservationists, uh, artists, educators. Um, and we reached out to quite a few people specifically to kind of get their feedback and ideas. Um, so I'm just gonna look at, I have a few survey results that I just want to review. Oh yeah. Cool. <laughs> what I love about this though, is that your team took some time to really think about who your members are, who the people are that are most valuable to your organization. So you actually like, wrote out their characteristics, maybe where they live, what they care about, is that right? Exactly, yeah, because we're aware of our audience on social media. Um, it's quite easy to get analytics and demographics from that. Um, but we also have a lot of people offline, so in our, our email newsletters, um, people who aren't even on the internet. Um, <laughs> I know this day and age. Um, but we wanted, to access, we wanted to give this to everyone and also appeal to multiple different age groups um, and different backgrounds as well. Um, so we kind of looked, we had both male and female, um, 50%. Um, our typical age group was age 35 to 54. That was a bit of an older age group compared to, let's say, our social media, which is uh, mainly female, age 25 to 35. Um, and we really wanted to see what tools would people use. Um, so we got um, a quite a large response with um, creative graphics to add to social media channels. That was a huge one. 
and scientific stats and education material about wolves. Um, so people were also very, very keen to see science-based research and blog posts, photos and video, um, suggestions for ways I can make a difference and the tools and support to do so, as well as insider info, such as notes from the field, contributions by non-Pacific wild scientists, reports of sightings, um, and then lastly, political advocacy and activism. So those are just a few. Um, and then we also got quite a few quotes from people, which was fantastic um, about why people care about wolves, um, why people would want to be involved in a community like this, um, and where people kind of felt was needed, where things were needed. So long story short, we took all of that information um, and we started trying to create a brand for that. So we actually created um, a whole name for it, The Call, um, and that was to call people to save BC wolves, um, kind of a, a riff off of Halloween um, and the call that wolves do to one another. <laughs> I like well. that. <laughs> I like that it's memorable, it's fun, and it has an action related to it, right? Yeah, and that's what we were hoping yeah. to do. We wanted to make this fun ultimately as well. Um, and then so we also created a, um, a graphic for this as well, um, a logo with Substrate Studios. Um, and so I, this is kind of a fun thing too that we haven't really told many people, I guess, unless people hopefully see it. But it's um, our logo is actually an individual wolf, and then in between its legs, the negative space, are three other wolves. And so what we want to get to is represent community. Um, and so hope to build is um, multiple people standing up for, for this um, significant species that we do need as part of our ecosystem. So I love it. Yeah. So what happened after you kind of solidified the branding? You asked your members, hey, what do you want to get out of this? What was the next step? So the next step was actually creating it. Um, and so once we created the, um, the title for it, the branding for it, then it was creating um, creative assets and the things that people actually wanted to use, um, so the tools. And so what we did is we worked with a few external uh, filmmakers and editors. Um, our team itself um, creates a lot of our own work. Our executive director, Ian McAllister, um, produces most of our, our cinematography. We're actually um, just released an IMAX film as well called The Great Bear Rainforest. So we're looking at like very high quality visuals, um, which is a big part of Pacific Wild. Um, and that's often what educates and inspires people because we do want to build hope um, and also educate. And that can often be done best with media and with visuals. Because um, a lot of people do make change um, based on the heart. Um, the mind as well, it's definitely has to come from the top as well as the heart, but it is value-based systems too. Um, so we are trying to figure out what is best um, for not only individuals, but as a collective society. Um, and then also how does that align with public um, advocacy and government policy? So you're saying like there's like, you kind of tapped into an emotional response for people when you were putting together the branding for your Mighty Network and your community. It was like, how can we visually get people to feel something? I love that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah cool. because I think that that is what's going to make people move and want to change mm -hmm. something. Um, that's where the heart of it is. Um, not to make up what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so that is typically it. And then what we also wanted to do, though, was still give the science-based in the field work. Mm -hmm. We didn't want to leave that out. Um, and so what we wanted to do was we've created, we had about, um, at the start of the launch, we did a promo video, which was narrated by Sarah Wayne Callies, um, who's quite a well-known act actor and celebrity um, in the US. 
And then we also um, created about six different videos um, that were, we've released slowly. So I think we released two or three of them, but we wanted to have a bunch of content already ready before we launched this. And then we also created things like this sticker. Um, <laughs> and so these will be available soon. We're trying to actually put together a little activist kit for everyone. Um, sorry, trying to find it here. And then also this as well. So we have a postcard, a 10 pack of Cool pack of postcards. I um, love these. So these are going to go out to your members at some point, or maybe your top members, or <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what we'll yeah. do is we'll do an activist kit. So we'll also include offline petitions as well. Um, we already offered some perks, like we did create an infographic as well with Substitute Studios um, that actually showcased the entire timeline um, from the start of the Wolf Call in BC um, from 2015 to current 2019. Um, and we put that in our Mighty Networks community as a download, so people could actually download the high-resolution file um, and do what they will with it. So that's Love what we it. want to do is, is arm people with um, beautiful visuals. Um, oh, and then I forgot to say, sorry. So the other side of that, too, is also we are um, working with other moderators right now. We're trying to bring in people from other ENGOs um that are scientists ecologists so we brought people in already from fur bears um johnny marriott photography and exposed um and wildlife defense league and um the wolf pacific wolf coalition as well so we hope to bring quite a few more members in um to the mighty network so that people can hear from other networks that are based on the ground who are doing field research um who are maybe more on the caribou side of things as well. And I can go into more of that so I don't just throw caribous and wolves at you right now. <laughs> I can go into more of our campaign, which is what ignited this entire um, network. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. I want to get into that. But first, let's kind of keep going through the trajectory of, you like that? of um, mm -hmm. your launch. So you got everything together. You said, hey, what do our members want? Okay. We're going to provide some inspiration, some beautiful imagery, content that's really going to get them inspired to take action, but we're also going to give them like scientific research and facts and figures that they can arm themselves when they go out in the world and advocate for change. Um, what what was your launch day, I guess, your launch kind of trajectory like? So did you pick a certain day when everything was kind of ready? You had some stuff set up in your network, I'm guessing. Maybe we can talk about that a little bit too, like topics and some starter content. Um, and then did you pick a big day for your launch and send a blast out? Or what was that like? How did you invite people in? You know what? It's kind of a, a different route because typically yeah. <laughs> one would launch um, pretty big and yeah. um, extreme. But we actually started at a bit of a slower launch. So we're now in our second month. And we have, I think, about 1,300 people right now as part of the community. And so what we wanted to do is, again, we wanted to grow this with our supporters. So it wasn't necessarily about let's just grab a bunch of numbers and throw it in, but let's start bringing people in, seeing how they're working with the network, seeing how they're working with the community, um, what's confusing, what's not confusing, um, and go from there before we have like this extreme, um, extremely large community that we either can't um, give people what they need to, to move forward with this campaign and advocacy efforts, um, or just get out of hand, basically. Because, I mean, um, this is a very big goal, but our ultimate goal to bring in to Mighty Networks is 400,000. Um, we have <laughs> that many people on our multiple platforms um, between our change.org, Save BC Wolves petition. We have, I think, is it 
four, it's over 400,000 now, but we started at three, 360,000. So that's already shown um, a lot of the involvement in the call as well, um, the community. And um, then we also have quite a few followers on Instagram and, and Facebook as well. I think um, almost 140,000 on Instagram. And then we also have our email newsletter too. And so we wanted to bring basically all these people who are specific wolf advocates or wolf lovers or who want to give um, more time and effort towards us as well as connect with other like-minded people um, or not like-minded people and just create conversation as well. Um, and so that's, that's the goal. But yeah, so right now for our launch day, going back to that, um, we launched it with our website. So I actually don't remember the date. I want to say February 22nd or so, uh, late February. And we just re released a brand new website for Pacific Wild, um, which was in the making for the last few months. And so that was a big thing as we wanted to have a landing page for this. So we worked with some designers outside of, or sorry, inside of um, Vancouver, BC, Affinity Bridge. And then our internal designer, um, Jeff Campbell, worked on this a lot as well. And then Lori, who's on this call right now too, was a huge force behind that, a huge leading force. Um, and so that was kind of the deciding launch factor is let's launch it with the website so that there's a landing page, there's more information, um, and see who wants to join before we kind of um, start pushing it out to the world. Um, and you want, your money network is private. I also wanted to point that out. So you have, you're creating a really safe private space that only invited members can get into. Are you um, approving people? Like, how do you approve people? Do you have a form set up? I'm just curious. <laughs> Yeah, it's um it's private, but it's also free. So I want to say that too. Um, but I'm actually going to bring Lori back in because she okay. recruits everyone, so she'll be able to talk on this a little bit more. Yeah. Hey, Lori. Hi. Hi. Yeah. So we have a poll that people answer in the beginning, and it is, um, how did you hear about the call? Um, why is it important to you? And tell us one unique thing about yourself and people there was a bit of pushback on that one so i added to that question that you know we're finding really interesting people who can leverage our efforts they're other biologists they're teachers they're filmmakers photographers and we wanted the first set of questions to be able to invite people to self-identify with their skills and with those questions it makes it a lot easier to watch for um, possibly some of the people out in the social media world who are fierce advocates of hunting wolves, and in particular, the wolf cull, um, the government-sanctioned part of it that Lindsay can talk about. But because we have those questions, you know, a lot of people are really simple. They'll just say, I'm for the environment, I'm an animal lover, I saw it in your newsletter. Uh, if they say nothing, then I do a search for them on the internet. And if I can't mm -hmm. find anything about them, I just don't approve them. I figure if they're serious, they'll come back or they'll they'll contact us. But I, that's one of the ways that I moderate against potential people who aren't here with the, the right, not right, but aren't here for the, the conversation we want to have. And it's not to say that people who advocate for the hunt can never be a part of the conversation. But our goal is really clear. We want to stop the killing of wolves in BC. And that's what everybody is in there for. 
and they don't want to, they want to feel safe enough to share their ideas and feelings about it without having to be on guard of the things they have to be on guard about on social media. That's great. I'm glad we can provide a platform for that. Uh, and I love the way you set up your, it's like the request invite form questions, right? So you have those five questions and this is kind of your way of saying, hey, are you really here to participate and be a part of this before you let people in? Very good to know. So Lori, do you want to tell us a little bit more too about kind of what the experience is like inside the network? So once somebody joins and they're good. Yeah. What, what, what is the experience like? Do you have some icebreaker questions in there to kind of get people talking to each other? Um, I know we talked a little bit about you. Maybe you want to share with us how you've set up topics or the different areas of conversation in the network. So far, the conversations and comments that people are making are either generalized statements of support for the goal of the call or questions specifically to the moderators and Pacific Wild for what they can actually do. Um, it's a little bit early in our development, and Lindsay can talk about that, for actions and conversations. Uh, and we have some plans for down the road for um, uh, offline ways that people can engage. Uh, many people there are there to learn and to share information and not necessarily connect with peers. So mm -hmm. we give the opportunity for peers and we moderate that. But many people are there because they want to do something. So that's what we're building towards is giving them the tools and some of the training for how to do that. Maybe they want to host an information booth in their local mm -hmm. mall and get people to sign petitions. So there's a lot of, of how to, um, but I will say I've, I've worked with so many networks because I was a web designer before I was um, a digital strategist before I came to Pacific Wild. And many of them are hugely complex. They look really dated, which makes people, you know, it creates a lot of hesitancy about how safe is my information, um, is this likely to last? So those were really big factors for Mighty Networks. And I like some of the other networks that I saw. Um, there was a diabetes one, I'm diabetic. So I took oh. a really good look at that one. And I've watched some of your um, host uh, programs and that's been, been quite good. Not all of the tools work for us. So we did a poll and as a, Conversation starter, polls can be interesting, but mm -hmm. as a tool to gather information about individual people and connect with them with the issues that are important about them, it's not useful. And I'd really mm -hmm. like to see some more, we put that on the feature request. <laughs> yes. Yeah, as yes, for a nonprofit. <laughs> You know, maybe for for-profit businesses like the Women's Entrepreneur Network, that's all about connecting and mm -hmm. promoting each other. So those polls can drive the conversation. So I totally see it. But we were really trying to use it as please self-identify so that we can see what kind of content and tools we need to create for you. Um, totally uh, makes sense. I can, yeah. How do I share my screen and I'll show you some? Oh, yeah. So if you roll over yourself, <laughs> hey guys, uh, you should see a little option that says share screen with a little laptop. And we'd love to see a little bit inside your Mighty Network. Okay. 
and I'll go Chrome tab. Okay. So right. this, is, uh, this is my moderator page. When people come in, and we fine tune some of our content. One of the big things was managing your notifications because the default for Mighty Networks is all notifications on. I'd like to see that change so that the moderators, the hosts can set what notifications are automatically on. Um, we, we did lose some members in the beginning because they were getting every notification mm -hmm. of comments posted and it just overwhelmed them and they left without engaging in the conversation of what to do to manage it. So we put it front and center, how to manage your notifications. Right. And we're going to be making some tweaks to notifications, of course. I just want to kind of mention that. But I love the way you've sort of added an additional guide here, right, in your welcome section or your featured section to show folks, yes. hey, here's how you can adjust it. And by default, we send folks, you know, stuff that's relevant to them. So when they comment, if more people comment, we'll let them know. But I totally hear you. There will be some fine tuning. <laughs> yeah, and we yeah. gave some instructions for how to share files. Oh, cool. Um, because people were uploading document files to post a comment instead oh, of just okay. writing a comment in the comment field. As a, as a host, you think nobody would ever do that. That doesn't make <laughs> any sense, but people do what they do. Yeah. So um, we have our topics and we mm -hmm. add to these over time. So you can see which ones are host only and those ones and our moderators, we're the only people who can post into them. Whereas, uh, because we don't want uh, random information, we don't even want to be moderating random information. But we do want people to share media articles, white papers they've come across, uh, their own videos and media. You know, they they may have art they wish to share. It is a community, so uh, we do give them a place to do that. And then we have our you know, the difference between the sea wolves and interior wolves. Lindsay can talk about that. They're very, they're genetically different. They have completely different diets. And uh, and then we have wolves around the world uh, so that we can talk about what is happening elsewhere in the world. Germany has had the return of the first wolves in something like 75 years. The Netherlands is having wolves return. So, you know, when you see it in the greater uh, global picture, it it gives people ideas of what's possible and what other countries and regions have learned that maybe we don't have to learn the hard way. Love that. This is great the way you've set all of this up. It's super obvious, you know, different areas to find the resources, information and conversations that I might be interested in as a member. Yeah. Yeah, and we're we're really uh, disc discreet about what gets posted to everyone via email. So 90% of what I put up, which is articles and papers and things, I do not share into uh, email. Lindsay mm -hmm. does the posts that that are that go to the members in their email inbox, and those are usually limited to actions. Uh, 
a specific piece of new content that we want people to see or some sort of update on, on our campaign, but we don't want to overwhelm people with too much content. Totally. So about how often, Lindsay, are you sending that notify all when you're adding something new? I'm just curious. Um, so kind of to give a little bit more of um, a background, I guess, on the timeliness of a lot of this stuff to kind of help explain that. Yeah. Um, is that the reason why we launched it this time is because the wolf call has been occurring um, in BC for the last four years, since 2015. Um, and it was supposed to come to an end as of spring 2019, right now. Um, and as of a few, I guess last month now, um, a few weeks ago, the government has renewed it um, to 2020 and beyond possibly. So we were hoping to see an end to this government sanctioned wolf call. Um, it has cost taxpayers over $2 million um, to see this go through um, with the misguided intention to save caribou in British Columbia. So that's kind of a, the crux of, of what this is all built around. Um, and in terms of how much I post will then depend on a lot of government policy. So right now we're in a pretty um, pertinent time. Um, because before May 31st, we are asking people to go to the BC government site um, to comment on their new caribou conservation agreement um, as they are trying to continue predator management, which means they are going to continue killing wolves, as well as that also includes um, cougars as well, um, as well as moose to an extent as well, even though they're not predators per se, and they are competing for the same things that these um, caribou that are endangered um, are eating. Um, so it depends, I'd say probably I post um, that would notify everyone probably once a week on average, uh, not often, sometimes even once every two weeks. We don't necessarily want to overwhelm people. We do um, post quite a bit, like Lori said, um, a lot of news articles, um, a lot of video content as well, and photo content as well as ways to um, get involved. But if there is something that we're specifically asking for, like, hey, we need you guys to rally around this or share this with your networks, um, and it's important now, then we'll specifically share that um, with people. And um, there's been a few moderators as well. Um, Johnny Marriott was one who did that as well. So our moderators can also notify everyone, which is a big perk um, as well as being part of this. And that, again, kind of goes back to the, the rebranding or the branding of the call underneath the Pacific Wild umbrella because we wanted other uh, organizations and other individuals to feel comfortable um, working in this community and also um, making sure that their uh, activism and their work in the field is being shared um, and getting supporters um, to learn more about what they're doing as well. Um, so it's not just under the Pacific Wild banner as well. That's awesome. Yeah, you mentioned the moderators before. So tell me a little bit more about how you're bringing them in. Are they kind of raising their hands and say, I want to be a part of this? Or are you guys going out and seeking folks in other organizations to say, hey, we would love your expertise. And do you give them certain guidelines when they become moderators? Like a little bit about how that process works would be really interesting. At least what you've learned so far. I know it's early. Yeah, I mean, we'd be happy for people to come to us. But right now we're seeking them out. <laughs> so we have very specific people and some of them are also part of our um, wolf influencer survey as well that we did um, last May of 2018. Um, and so then we just kind of approach them and we say, look, this is what the call is about. Um, we approached a few, some like from the members from Wildlife Defense League who we collaborate a fair bit with. Um, 
sorry, I was reading the new comment. Um, <laughs> and um, we, we contacted them before we even launched it to kind of figure out some information. Um, and then other organizations like Wolf Awareness also um, helps feed to a lot of our, our um, stats for things like the creative assets that we've created, um, like the infographic and other things. So hopefully we will have um, even more moderators join and we don't have any rules for them. Um, frankly, I mean, in the nonprofit world, everyone's very, very busy and has to wear a lot of hats. And so that's actually what we're hoping with the call is that, um, with the call of the community, is that people will be able to um, get involved um, and then also kind of go from there. So create kind of a little tree. Um, so if other NGOs want to get involved, if, if individuals want to get involved, then um, they share it with their community and their networks. And it, it increases the scope um, of this entire um, community platform and our goal in the end to save BC Wolves. Um, so yeah, there's no rules other than if they are posting like a lot where people are getting emails almost every single day, um, I do ask that they don't do that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> Yeah, so we don't want a ton of emails in people's inbox. I think we all have enough of those sometimes. Of course, you got to be really strategic about when you decide you want to let people know to bring come back, take an action. I totally get that. Um, and this is something I've learned a lot in the communities I run, you know, especially in these first couple of months as you're kind of ramping up, you start to see when people are online, when they're responding to things and deciding kind of how often you're going to do that. So I love that you guys are paying attention to that and really being thoughtful about the experience for your members. Um, I saw a couple of comments here. All right. So yeah, Lori, you're going to share with us, with me later. I can share with folks your notifications post. That's awesome. I also have one as well that I've done for other networks that I can share too in Mighty Hosts afterwards. So that's Perfect. Mine's probably a, just an adaptation <laughs> of that. Okay. <laughs> then I will send you guys in the comments here in just a second. I'll add the link to one of them that I've done that you can check out afterwards. That's all good. Um, that's more public, <laughs> a public network. All right. So actually speaking of kind of using all those tools, Lori, I wanted to ask if you wanted to could share with us a little bit more about how you're using the features of Mighty Business, I think specifically like Zapier, you mentioned and other things to connect your Mighty Network and these people that are joining to your existing email list or anything else in your organization. Like I'd love to know what you're doing there. Okay, well, I had a very big year in Pacific Wild. Uh, we switched almost all of our internal systems. So uh, we went from using Salesforce for our supporter management which is very complex and laborious, a lot of permission issues, it's very programmer oriented, to a not-for-profit donor management system called Bloomerang. Hmm. They're, they're based out of Ohio and we did, uh, typical of how we do things in Pacific Wild, we actually had uh, someone who is very conversant with fundraising platforms and contact management platforms evaluate five different uh, potential partners and winnow it down to three and, and interview all of them on our behalf and talk about our needs. And then I then re-interviewed the top three and we selected Bloomerang. Bloomerang is great. It's very easy. I trained everyone in it on Friday and it was uh, pretty easy. Lindsay can talk about how great it was because one of the things that happens in all organizations is uh, when you have people leave an organization, a lot of the intellectual property and historical data leaves with that person. 
So mm -hmm. you need all of the data collected in places so that you always have it. So we use Google Apps and we vault all of our information and use Team Drive so that, because um, we've had people leave in the past, you don't know who they've talked to, who they emailed, and it, it makes for a very long process when someone onboards with Pacific Wild as a new staffer. So we, we did those systems. Um, we also switched from, uh, and this, this will affect uh, the call eventually too. Sorry, I have a habit of looking everywhere but the screen when I'm thinking. But we switched from PayPal store to a Shopify store. So some of the activist pieces will be available in our online store as well, postcards and things, uh, sticker kits. Um, but we also uh, went to Mighty Networks and we have MailChimp. So one of the things was our donors want to have, and our supporters, I should just say supporters because we have so many supporters. Um, they want to communicate and be active around the things that interest them. Some of them are generalists. You know, I like everything you're doing. Uh, I wanna hear about it all. And some people are, you know, only send me information about wolves. I love the whales, but I don't need to know. Uh, the bear thing is dealt with. We've got a trophy ban, so I'm good with that. <laughs> and so we needed a way to start segmenting our communications. And the Mighty Network offers an awesome way to build our list and not only just build a list, but build a list of people who are active enough to set up a profile in a network. So those are our super supporters for, for the ending the wolf cull. It's a little confusing. We have to say the call to end the call because <laughs> people get it a little confused. But yeah. so we use Zapier to connect our our membership information to our MailChimp. Unfortunately, one thing about Bloomerang is there aren't a lot of zaps and integrations for it yet. It's still relatively new. So we're working with them to get some better integration uh, so that when we're talking to people, we nobody should be from our organization should be talking to someone as if they're blind and don't know all the conversations that have been had. So we always want the left hand to know what the right hand is doing and for the supporter to feel seen, understood and valued. And that's what you want when you support an organization. You can put your money anywhere. You can put your time anywhere. You can care about a million things, especially today with all the news. And it's hard to get people's attention and say, this is a place where you can put your support and efforts and you will make a difference. And so the conversation and actually understanding them well enough to have a specific conversation rather than a general one is really important. So one of the things I do as well is I monitor what people are saying in the network. And if it's just general rah-rah, you know, or I can't bear to see the animals hurt, then I leave it for other members to talk and commiserate and everything. But if, if it's, you know, something that's a personally shared idea like what they've done in their life i always make sure i respond to that mm -hmm. so that it's not just a comment going into the ether and they feel like they're in there and now what nothing ever happens so and lindsay can talk about 
the things down the road we're looking at doing. They're pretty exciting. Yeah, that actually segues to what my next question was going to be, which is, you know, you mentioned you have some really big growth goals earlier, Lindsay, for bringing in like 400,000 folks across, you know, your list and all that over time. I'm super excited for that. We're here for you as you grow. Um, but yeah, what are you, what are your kind of shorter term goals, I guess, thinking ahead at least for the next six months and the end of 2019, where would you love to see this community? What are some of the content that you're hoping to add? As Lori mentioned, like, what are your plans to continue deeply engaging people and really activating them to take action? Yeah, I mean, go big or go home, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Lori, just to touch on some of the things just that you just said too, that um, you said it very well, I think um, ultimately, this is a community that we're hoping to give something back to our supporters. Um, so we are trying to create a safe place to nurture the supporters um, and to see also how we can work together. So we've seen some really neat people um, come in and say, um, I'm a wolf biologist or I'm a scientist. They said, I don't know how to get my voice out there um, or I don't know how I can help, but I'm in the field and I see this happen um, and there's other ways we can do this. Um, or we have people who work in government and say, like, we do need to see a difference in habitat protection versus um, quote unquote wildlife management um, that involves killing other species to save a, another species, basically. Um, and so for the next six months or so, um, I mean, the, the short term plan is um, continuously pushing people to um, post on the government um, form for caribou conservation, because that's our entire goal for this campaign um, right now. And then once that's passed, we're going to give people tools on that. And a few people have even commented. Um, I did a post a few weeks ago now asking people to comment. And some people said this this process is incredibly confusing on the BC site, um, BC government site. I need help. And so we gave some more resources as well as we'll look into um, how we can break this down for people um, and even a call out. So, hey, does, any, does anyone in the community want to get involved? Send me an email. Um, we have a, quite a few people who are doing PhDs. Um, that want to get involved. So it's like, great, we always need writers. <laughs> um, we always need people that, that can work alongside us. Um, and I mean, Lori and I are the only ones who kind of run this from the Pacific wild end, but we're also looking to possibly hire an intern or someone else who can work on this front that can keep their finger on the pulse of this campaign um, and, and work um, within Mighty Network specifically. Um, so they respond to people. Um, they see, like, is there any connections we can make um, another recent thing that someone mentioned in the call, which was pretty cool, um, is he, he, talk, he talked about a wolf map um, in relation to First Nations territories as well. And that's something that we actually are currently trying to build in-house. And so I reached out to him and I said, hey, let's, let's further this conversation. Um, because one of the things that Lori mentioned as well is our main campaign is saving BC wolves. So that's stopping the um, government-sanctioned wolf call in British Columbia. But the other one is to also bring um, the awareness of sea wolves um, to people and the, di the genetic difference between sea wolves and the interior gray wolves of BC. So wh what we want to do is show people on a map um, where the gray wolves are situated mm -hmm. in BC and where the sea wolves are situated because the sea wolves are, are typically where Pacific Wild works, where the heart of our work is in the Great Bear Rainforest. And they do um, live off of um, sea creatures, basically. They literally dig for, for, for clams. Um, and so there's a lot of videos on our Instagram and stuff, and people don't believe it until you see it. <laughs> um, but it's, it's something that that's, that's our longer-term goal. So once this um, government policy 
um, public comment period closes uh, and we still work towards seeing an end to the BC wolf call, um, then we're also going to work towards um, seeing a um, ESU and Oh my goodness, I forgot the name of it right now, but um, it, it's an acronym. <laughs> um, <Okay. laughs> and this is um, led by our executive director, Ian McAllister, um, to bring awareness to sea wolves um, and to um, create a subspecies of them as well. So um, acknowledge that. So nice. those are the term goals, yeah. And then what we'd like to do too is start bringing in, once we kind of um, see how people are using the Mighty Network um, and see how much um, capacity we have as well as the interest of our, our moderators that we bring in. Um, then we start sending out um, invitations to our many, many lists. <laughs> um, so that will be a direct contact um, from one of our hosts or moderators um, where we will send out um, an invite um, to the people on change.org to mm. our, our email list um, that says like, hey, look, this is what we're doing. This is what's working. This is why you should get involved um, and ultimately create a conversation. We do, um, one big thing that we really wanted to um, kind of figure out with this or learn more about is that we don't want to always preach the choir, so to speak, which often happens in this kind of work. And so we do want to create conversation. We also want to learn from others um, and, and create co collaboration. So yeah, we have a lot in the works, but basically we have a lot more videos coming out. Um, we're working on the wolf map as well, so people can kind of see. I love that. Yeah, so people can see yeah. where the wolves are, as well as um, where other ENGOs are working. Um, so where some of our collaborators, like Wildlife Defense League, is working in the field, um, and then where Pacific Wild is working in the field as well. Um, and yeah, and then always public comment period, especially now is a very crucial time. Rad. Uh, Lori, do you have any kind of specific goals looking ahead for the rest of the year for your Mighty Network? Are you imagining some new integrations you're adding in or thinking about that invite process that Lindsay was just talking about? <laughs> well, I think our, our invite process is pretty smooth and uh, between what Pacific Wild has for resources and contacts, which continues to build as the IMAX rolls out. Uh, it wasn't a Pacific Wild project, but Deirdre Leonata and Ian McAllister uh, were principal, um, well, Ian was the director. So it is tied to us indirectly, and it, it certainly raises the profile of the Great Bear Rainforest. And of course, we're one of the groups really active in that area and probably, you know, the one with the biggest single focus on the Great Bear Rainforest conservation. So uh, we are, our, our capacity to grow our networks is, has just leapfrogged since mm -hmm. February, since the, the release. And we do have our partner organizations, which there'll be more and more of those. So I totally leave that to Lindsay and, and the crew, but I do love, systems and technology it's so funny because most of the people in pacific wild uh, you know you start talking systems it's like la 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 <laughs> <laughs> and uh, i find them super groovy so uh it's i'm always on the watch for new integrations and interesting things you can do and ways to build capacity and to automate for efficiency 
that's a really big thing. And, um, you know, we're hoping to work with uh, Mighty Networks as our network grows for hopefully more tools to find where the conversations are happening mm -hmm. and moderate them a bit better. Because right now it's, it's, a, it's a big pot and we need to be able <laughs> to have, it's almost like the spice rack for, for um, South Asian cooking with the little spice <laughs> things inside. Yeah. <laughs> we, we do, there's we a lot happening in it <laughs> yeah so we will need to segment things a little bit more yeah. as we get bigger just to be able to yeah. find it more easily well that's one thing that for example i will often when i'm launching a mighty network as it grows is thinking about well maybe i want to launch groups eventually or maybe i want to launch a course to give folks those kind of smaller areas to aggregate around specific topics or needs are you dreaming up any ideas for like local chapters or smaller groups in your network Hmm. I'll leave that one for Lindsay. <laughs> Just curious. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, we definitely are. Um, what we we're kind of, it's a little bit preliminary right now, so I don't even know if we should talk about it too much, but we're looking um, to basically do probably a Wolf Summit of sorts um, that hopefully would come to the general public. Um, but working with some other NGOs right now, there's a lot of groups working on things like the wolf whacking contest. So there's some wildlife killing contests happening in BC where people would actually get paid to kill wolves. Um, and that ended at the end of March, um, but they, they are ongoing and they're not illegal. Um, and on that note, I'm just gonna take the time to say that ESU is evolutionary significant units. <laughs> that's what I remember, <laughs> so I'm sorry. Um, but that's what we're trying to seek to attain for, um, for sea wolves in BC. Um, but yeah, so we are hoping to get people together um, in person. So it would probably be in Victoria or Vancouver of BC. Um, but we do ideally hope for even to see down the road um, a possibility of people hosting their own events as well. Um, maybe not like Coney 2012 style, but um, something where people are able to be involved in their own backyard um, and with their own community. Um, and some of those things are even very pertinent towards um, government policy as well. For example, we are seeing um, there's there's a lot of community meetings that the government has held um, in the interior of BC, Revelstoke, Nelson, beyond. Um, and Laurie did a poll recently asking, is anyone able to attend? Um, and unfortunately, no one I think was able to say, yes, we can go. Um, but if that's the case, mm -hmm. if someone lives in these areas, what we would do is we would give them a bunch of talking points um, and work with them so that when they go into these meetings, um, they do know how to um, how, what to say and what to speak and, and how to counteract some of this government policy that's happening. Um, it's very outdated. That's awesome. I love that. I love that kind of thinking about how you can provide tools for local meetups, backyard events, getting people out in the field, but using it, um, using your mighty network to distribute that stuff. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay. So I just had one quick last question for you both. And as we close things out, I think we covered a couple of the questions that came in. Someone was asking about how people making change for the future with your org. I think we covered a lot of that in our last um, round of questions. But if you have additional ones, add them quickly. Um, but I was just going to ask you both, um, what's one thing that you'd love to get from us, I guess? <laughs> we have a lot of your feature requests, of course, but just thinking about ways that we can equip you through bringing in other mighty hosts and sharing their stories or their resources or what's been successful for them. Like, what are you hoping to learn and get better at, I guess, as, you know, people who are leading a community in the next six to eight months? Um, I was watching one of your other webinars and I think someone had courses that they had. Um, uh, yeah. 
I think that would be really interesting to bring in. Um, again, with public comments, especially, I mentioned earlier that um, a lot of people were finding that the government um, public comment period was pretty confusing and very convoluted to use. Um, and so a lot of other organizations that we've directed people to as well, um, as well as the wealth of information on our website, pacificwild.org, it lays it all out. And so you can grab a bunch of information from there to counteract some of this proposed policy. Um, however, the courses that I saw um, seemed really interesting. And so what we would probably do is either bring in someone who creates these kind of courses or ideally even get it from you guys where there's a outline um, or kind of template um, that Mighty Networks has already set up that we can then just kind of plug in some things. Cool. Well, good news. We're working on some new courses, resources for the next, in the coming few months. And we're also partnering with our folks, uh, Brad at eCourse Adventures to also oh, kind of stuff. Woo. Um, so that's awesome. Lori, anything that you're hoping to learn from our community of hosts and other hosts or, you know, more things you'd like to get and see shared? <laughs> Uh, I would like to learn from other uh, NGOs, even better ENGOs, how they're using uh, Mighty Networks. So I do, I wish there was uh, in the Mighty Hosts area, a list of not-for-profits using Ooh. Mighty Networks because people self-identify, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an administrator, but it's very hard to find uh, networks that are a parallel so that I can learn from them. You know, the, the yeah. for-profit ones give me other ideas about other networks. <laughs> that's not really relevant to what we're trying to do, which is, you know, the main thing that's going on. Yeah, great, great request. That is a good one. We can pull together some additional success stories and point you to other folks who are using Mighty Networks for nonprofits. You already mentioned Beyond Type 1 earlier. That's one of my favorites. We've got quite a few out there as well. Some are private and, and you know, a little smaller. Some are bigger, but we we can definitely pull out more of those. It together. would be good to have a um, like a uh, groups for peers. I like it. I like it. We can think about launching something like that later this year. I love it. Well, thank you both for taking the time. I can't believe we've spent almost an hour talking. I really, really appreciate this. And thank you to all of our fantastic hosts who tuned in today. I saw a lot of great comments. I think everyone was really excited to see a little peek into your network. That's always fun. Um, thank you both. Um, anything else you want to share with us? Should we? Can we? Can I add a link to your network's landing page or to your main website? Is that cool? Heck yeah. Absolutely. Great. All right. Thank you all to you um, for hosting this, Audra, and, and Money Networks um, for existing. So thank oh, you so much. And thank you to Lori for finding Money Networks because we wouldn't have known about this without you too. Um, yeah, and well, thank you to everyone who's joined already. It's been really, really cool to hear um, people's backgrounds and how they'd like to get involved um, and the wealth of knowledge and wisdom that they've already shared with us. And I would say that the resources for hosts are really good and using the checklist when you first start your Mighty Network, that's where you find all those linked templates for the content you wanna use. And if you have, we're really lucky because we have Lindsay and Jeff and they have set a brand and standard for colors and it's really important to, design is so critical for what you're doing. So having a palette and a, and a it, 
for some of the newer people, a mood board, I guess. Mm, so like so that. that you make sure that everything you do is cohesive because that's what uh, protects the brand, which is what you're trying to accomplish. So if it looks messy, that's how people see what you're trying to do. So do spend the time to use all the host resources, watch as many webinars as you can. Um, if you can't watch them at the time, watch them later. And I noticed people were listening on an Amtrak in Europe somewhere. That's just so cool. I know. <laughs> watch the world stories for us and tell us if you see them. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, and thank you for noting, Lori, that we've got the checklist and all those great resources. I'm going to link to, we have our own host only topic that I just reorganized in Mighty Host that has all of those resources, including info about your checklist um, as well in one place. So I'll, I'll add that to the chat in just a second. Um, thank you so much. I hope you both have a good rest of your Wednesday. I can't wait to follow along as you continue to grow this community and bring more people in and activate them. Um, this is really, really exciting. And we're very thankful to have you on Mighty Networks. So thanks for thank having you, us. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you at the next one. Uh, Gina is going to be hosting a live session actually on Monday. I think you probably got an email about that this morning from me. So hope to join you for Monday and some other great events we have coming up this month. All right. And thank you. Have Hashtag save BC wolves. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Okay. Bye. Bye.